All right, 340 episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast, the only pinball podcast that has never been sponsored by any pinball company, even though we're number one. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, on this episode, you know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the response to Willy Wonka. Now, that's that's going to be a fun one. I'm also going to read a lot of your feedback to me, to the show in general. Uh, I think some of you are excited. I think some of you are let down. It's only natural. We see this response every time a new pinball machine is put out into the world. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to go down, sort of now that I can talk freely about the game and talk freely about my experience, I want to sort of walk you guys through the context in which I saw the game for the first time because I really haven't done that yet, okay? And I know, you know how excited I was after I left Jersey Jack Pinball and how I talked about the game and how I hyped the game up and and I still think the game is a masterpiece. We're going to talk about that, but I want to just give you the context of going over there. Uh, I took a day off from work. And Brenda and I went over to Jersey Jack Pinball in New Jersey, um, and we, you know, it was me, Brenda, Joe Newhart, Joe's wife, and Jack. Uh, We had an amazing day at the factory playing the game. Uh, I only saw the collector's edition of Willy Wonka. So they had a collector's edition there that had the red trim. I could not see the back box or the translate. I was able to see the side art, but it was sort of like prototype side art in which the quality um, wasn't the best, like it wasn't Radcals. Uh, None of the other stuff that is apparently going to make its way into the collector's edition of the game was in the game that I had seen when I was there, okay? Like even the um, the gobstopper mechanism, the gobble hole was just all black. There wasn't even a decal on that. So it, there were changes to the game that were definitely made uh, uh, when you guys saw it at MGC, okay? Now look, I played about 15 to 20 games on it and I was blown away. I had such a good time playing Willy Wonka for the first time. Now, you have to understand the context of my life, right? Not not my entire life, but my pinball experience. I play a lot of pinball machines on location in New York City, uh, but I own a Batman 66, and the machine I play the most is Batman 66, okay? And Batman 66, to be honest, is clunky at best, right? Every shot in Batman 66, you know, it feels like you have to power the ball through the game and through the clunk of the game. And, and I still love the game. I think the game is great. I love the theme. I love the theme integration. Uh, but there's no denying that Batman 66 is a bit of a clunk fest and that, you know, you have to power the ball up the ramps. You have to power the ball up through, the, you know, through the orbits. You have to power the ball into the penguin scoop. And every shot, almost every shot in Batman, it clunks. Like hardly anything is smooth. You know, nothing like swishes through the game. And because of that, because of that, I think when I jumped on Willy Wonka for the first time and I played it, in comparison to Batman 66, it just felt like I was going from sandpaper to silk. And I just loved shooting a pinball game. Uh, that had such a good layout and such good geometry and also all the toys and everything in Willy Wonka is just levels above what I have in my Batman 66, all right? Now, obviously, the Batman 66 art package is phenomenal and I still think the Batman 66 Super Early cabinet artwork is still better uh, than even the cabinet artwork on Willy Wonka uh, Collector's Edition, all right? Okay, 
So just everything in Wonka just felt more premium to me on that day. I love the Godstopper toy when I played it, all right? I love the Wonka vision. I love the Wonka Vader, uh, the vertical upkick in the back of the game. I love the, the the physical kickback in the game. I love the magnet that grabbed you know the ball by the upper left flipper. Uh, I love the light show was incredible. The music, the presentation, the lights going, all of it, playing it for the first time was truly enjoyable. And I had a lot of fun. And I think I communicated that to you guys. Um, you know, So I walked away after playing that game with nothing but satisfaction. I wanted one. I wanted to own one. You know me. I went with a check. I gave them the check for the game. Um, okay, so here's what I didn't notice the day that so many of you are pointing out now. All right? Okay, I did not think that the artwork on the game sucked. Now, I'm hearing a lot of you complain about the artwork. People are texting me. People are saying, how can you not just attack the art package on this game, all right? Now, look, the, this is not your typical sort of Franchi Yeti hand-drawn, like overly detailed art package in this game. It's not. It, it, it looks like other JJP games to me. It looks like Waz. It looks like Pirates of the Caribbean, okay? So there's so much cool stuff, though, on the play field on Willy Wonka that I have to be honest, I just didn't get distracted by the art. It didn't, it, it didn't blow me away the way the art package would on like a Magic Girl or, or on a Deadpool or on a Monsters, right? It, did, it didn't pop out like the most incredible art package, but I'm here to tell you this. And maybe I'm not allowed to feel this way. Maybe you guys just always want me to crap on everything. But I think when a game has so much else in it, the art of the game itself does not become the primary thing you're focused on because you're focused on so much of the other awesome stuff that is in the game. And the world in her glass that is coming up on top of the wood to me is more important than the artwork that is on the playfield itself. Now, the, again, I wasn't distracted by the art. I didn't think the art was bad. I didn't think it was like mind-blowingly great by no means, by no means. Um, but when I look at like the art on my Batman 66, it, that also, you know, feels like it was done quickly, dragged and dropped, and it was. And Frenchie did the best job he could, uh, you know, getting that game to where it was before it shipped. Uh, but I, I think when I look over the art in Willy Wonka, it doesn't, it, to me, it doesn't feel like oh, a much worse art package than Pirates of the Caribbean. They feel very similar to me. And again, you have to stand over this machine. And that's the part that like a lot of people just don't get from the streams. You don't get it from still photography. You know, Pinside sees these games. And when you see a pinball machine and you have to see it through the stream from the first time uh, or from a video for the first time or from still shots for the first time, I'm sorry, but you just don't get uh, the reality of what it feels like, what it really feels like to stand over a game and say to yourself, okay, like, is this, it, it, is this working, right? Does, do, I, do I enjoy uh, this game and how it's presented to me? Uh, and it's really, I think, I, I don't know, I think it's hard for people to get that unless you, you stand over it. And I think we heard the same sort of feedback with Black Knight. It's like the kind of game where a top-down view of the Black Knight, what does that do? It flattens everything. You don't get a sense of the upper playfield. You don't get a sense of how big that night mechanism is in the middle of the game. You don't get a sense of the fire at the back of the cabinet. None of that. None of the, none of the experience is translated very well. But you know what happens immediately? People's criticism. People's feedback. Everything is like, you know, everyone just, I, I know right now that I'm not going to like this game because the art is shit. 
And I'm here to tell you right now, while the Willy Wonka art is not one of the best art packages we've seen recently, it's also not this terrible, shitty art package that some of some people on the internet are trying to sort of hammer home, all right? All right, so that's my, that's my point, is that so many modern pins, they have nothing in them that we spend all of our time focused on. You know, they don't, they don't have that much in them, so we spend all of our time focused on the art now and the animations because the play field is bare. You know, when you stand over Wonka, I think you're going to see that it works, that it all comes together nicely, all right? All right. I was genuinely super, ex genuinely super excited by what I saw, and I thought anyone who loves pinball would share in that excitement. Did I get people's expectations too high? Most likely, I did. I'm not sorry for that, though, right? It's pinball. You almost always expect more than there can possibly be in a game. If someone just said, I played the game and I think it's amazing, I can't wait till you see it, you're still going to raise your expectations. You're still in your head. You're going to dream about all the different things that could be in the game. And when they pull the curtain off, there's a great chance uh, that our imaginations are much greater than the reality of what pinball can be. And, and that's why I'm not sorry. Like I, I'm just not going to wake up and feel bad that I hyped this game because I do believe uh, that it lives up to the hype. And I think everyone who plays it will feel the same way. All right. Do I think this game is still a masterpiece? Absolutely, I do. Do I think this game is groundbreaking and innovative? So let's just forget about the groundbreaking hyperbole for a moment because I think that's dumb. And I don't think any pinball machine is groundbreaking. These are old toys. It's an old way of getting entertainment. There is nothing groundbreaking about pinball ever, and there never will be. Now, there could be groundbreaking within pinball, but again, I think we can lump that into a less dramatic word like innovation, okay? But innovation is a word we use all the time in pinball, and I'm not even sure what people mean or expect anymore when they drop that word into the conversation. To me, taking your picture on WonkaVision and having it appear on the WonkaVision screen below the glass to me, that is innovative. Has that ever been done before in pinball? I know they used a camera and dialed in. I know they've used it in Pirates, but I don't think it was used very successfully. This is the first time ever, though, someone playing a pinball machine's image is captured and it appears below the glass. Maybe not a huge innovation in your book, but I do think that is innovative. I think it's a great use of the, of the camera in a game. The Gobstopper toy... It's a lot of fun. It's a really fun toy to shoot. Yet people are complaining that it's not innovative. So do me a favor. Name me a game in the last five years that did what the Gobstopper toy is doing. You bash it, right? It's physically huge, three-dimensional. You bash it. It rotates uh, to a scoop hole. It's a physical ball lock that locks three balls that then kicks out a multi-ball. It has a huge gobstopper on top of it that spins faster and faster depending on how many balls you have locked. It's a toy anyone can figure out and enjoy. It's a toy that you're physically bashing, um, but people are bashing it, no pun intended, because they're saying it's not innovative. Okay, I just haven't seen many mechanisms on any recent games uh, from anyone else that is like significantly more innovative than that. Uh, but again... Again, you know, I think people are pointing to 
the Pirates of the Caribbean rocking ship was innovative. And it definitely was, and it definitely was an awesome mechanism. Uh, but I think this Gobstopper toy is a great toy. It's super fun, and it's doing things that I haven't seen other pins do recently at all. And am I missing something? I also think what's great about it, and if you look at what's in Dialed In, sorry, not Dialed In, if you look at what's in Willy Wonka, I don't think these toys are going to break all the time. As much as I love the pirate ship in Pirates of the Caribbean, and it is innovative, look how many times that thing is breaking down and people have to fix it. And I think that's, you know, innovation at what cost, right? I don't want something that's trying too hard and then, you know, there's going to be issues with it left and right. This game also has seven magnets. Seven. Seven. Right. I mean, think about that for a minute. Seven magnets are in the game, one of which you could see by that upper left flipper. The other six, I don't know where they all are. And you can't tell me that seven magnets are in this game and it's going to grab the ball and do stuff with the ball and that's not going to lead to sort of like a magical experience under the glass. Again, like all of it is not coded in there yet, uh, but when you just go down the features list in this game and then I hear people complaining that it's not innovative, you know, Willy Wonka includes four flippers, six balls, a captive ball, seven magnets, an everlasting gobstopper, the most secret machine, Oompa Loompa camera sculpture with 7-inch Wonka vision, LCD, a 27 high-definition LCD screen with interactive 3D animations, candy-colored LED light shows, gameplay features, four multi-balls, collecting Wonka bars, you know, all it just keeps going and going and going. There's a lot in this game, and so uh, for us to say there's no innovation in the game, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think there is definitely some new stuff. But yes, of course, you're going to see some stuff we've seen before in pinball. But how does it all come together? Like, isn't that the most important thing, right? The light show in this game is phenomenal, phenomenal. When you stand over this game and you see the light show, I think you're going to be blown away. I think it is one of the best light shows in any pinball ever. Now, is that not innovative? There are new smaller LEDs in this game that has never been used before in pinball ever. That's not innovative, right? So if the pinball experience is amazingly fun, right? Who cares about nitpicking each of the individual parts to death, right? Because we're often not having a ton of fun on these modern machines. That's where we often land, right? We need to justify our purchases by the sum of the parts. You know, I bought a Munsters premium because it's gorgeous to look at. Meanwhile, at the same time, some guy is saying, the Munster's code is a shallow mess and a disaster and I would never own one. And we have so much just inconsistency in how people feel about these games. Uh, but ultimately, when you look at all that's in uh, Willy Wonka, there is no other game out there that just gives you that much. I think the next closest game, if you go down a features list, would be Oktoberfest. And again, I think the, people, the reason people have issues with Oktoberfest isn't that it's not packed with stuff. It definitely is packed with stuff. Is, you know, is it a theme people want? Is it an art package people want? All right. Okay. So let's move on to how they rolled it out and revealed it at MGC. So, so I watched this. Now, I can't make this up. I mean, I've given Jersey Jack so much crap for how they do their reveals, right? We, we, we lambasted them for the reveal of Yellow Brick Road at um at Texas Pinball Festival. We knew Jack was going to be in France with the game. He wasn't going to be at MGC. Jersey Jack is the be best spokesperson for the game. He is always the guy you want to have with the mic 
introducing the company. Uh, so I was a little nervous that he wasn't going to be at MGC, and I was curious to see how they were going uh, to introduce the game. And so Brett Abess, who seems to be part of the investor group at Jersey Jack Pinball, he introduced Pat Lawler, and he just gave a little bit of a four to five minute speech thanking all the different partners and talking about the Jersey Jack Pinball philosophy. Now, here's the deal, Brett and Jack, you got to be kidding me, man. The guy was reading from his cell phone, his cell phone, and he knew this was going to be a live stream event, that rule number one, if you are the person with the microphone who is in charge of sort of like building the hype and the excitement in the room, you can't read from your cell phone. Look, public speaking is not easy. Public speaking is everyone's number one fear. And I've seen people do this before. I've seen them do it in new business pitches, but you can't do that. This is not, it's just, it's just again, I, I don't even know if I should just let this go and let everyone who, who reveals a pinball machine just do it their way because I just don't even know if people even understand the basic concepts of how to do a reveal and how to do marketing right. Now, I think Jersey Jack did a lot of right with this marketing reveal of the game, uh, but that was sort of strange to see him up there. And then, you know, Pat, Pat's an interesting guy. Pat obviously is one of the greatest pinball designers of all time. He's clearly now a, a great microphone hype man. Uh, Jersey Jack needs to find who that is. I, I, I saw Crazy Levy said something on Pinside uh, about how he would offer his services to get the room going. And he's right. You need someone who gets the room going, who gets the excitement going, it, you know, sort of gets the crowd cheering. It's an art form that not everybody has. Uh, does it matter, though? You know, does it matter? I think, look, it does matter a little bit because you get one chance to get people excited. But the game will always do the talking in pinball more than anything. And I think what we're seeing with all these reveals is is what is the best way to launch a pinball game? Like, what is the best way to do it? And, and I think what we saw with the Willy Wonka reveal is stuff like the straight down the middle videos and the roundtable discussions with the design team by like Special and Lit. I think that's like the best way to do it. You know, I know people are upset by my hype and my hype train that I did, and they think I hurt. Someone said I hurt sales of the game. Canada, all your excitement hurt the sales of the game because it couldn't possibly live up to your 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 enthusiasm. Give me a break. You know what? If you if you grown men, if you grown men are upset that I got excited about a pinball machine, make up your own damn mind on the game. Play the game. Look at the game, shoot the game, watch streams of the game. I don't care what you do, but don't blame me for a, a you know, for your lack of desire to own the game. I think you're silly. Look, I'm still all in on this game. And if you don't want one, that's cool. That's your loss, not mine. Everyone needs to formulate their own opinion. Uh, but I think videos like that, like talking to Pat Lawler, talking to the, to the design team, I think the way I would do it is I would get some of those videos up first. You can get them talking about the game and what people are going to see without going into too much detail. I would get all of that out of the way first. I would I would leak those, not leak them, I would put them out in the world like a week or two before you actually show the game. But then when you show the game for the first time, I mean, I'm, I don't even think doing it at these shows is the right way to do it. I actually would do more of a sort of a, a produced video of all the gameplay features and showing it that way. You don't, want, you don't have to give away everything, but I think that's the best way to do it. 
and then you just bring the game to shows and you let people actually flip it. And I think that's the right way to sort of manage people's expectations and also educate them on what they're about to see. And I do agree that maybe it wasn't the best thing to just get all your hopes up and then it just ended up becoming a pinball machine. I mean, sometimes I think you guys actually thought it would be something even more than is even physically possible, uh, but it is what it is. I'm excited. And you know, next time, I think we, we've learned a lesson in, in, in how to maybe do this for, for people next time if we see something early. And I, and I think you know we're learning as we go. I'm sorry, but I've never seen a pinball machine before the rest of the world. I've never been that excited standing over a pinball machine. And I'm sorry if my excitement upsets some of you crybabies out there on Pinside, all right? All right, what else do I wanna talk about? Now, now that I've seen it, I wanna talk a little bit about what I think needs to be done and work to be done. Uh, because I've now seen all three models. I've now seen the whole offering from Jersey Jack. And you know me, I'm still going to be a straight shooter. I am not like Jersey Jack's now marketing person. I'm not a shill for Jersey Jack pinball. Here's what I think they need to do. And I think they need to work on. They clearly want to start competing in the premium price range of Stern. The $7,700 version of the game, the standard edition, still comes with a lot of stuff. It loses the physical ball lock. Okay, and I think that game would sell like hotcakes, except for one thing. It has the ugliest art package I've seen on almost any game ever. And by that, I mean the cabinet artwork. There is just no excuse why the standard edition needs to look so damn standard. It looks horrible. I mean, look, Jack and team over there, and, and I'm talking right to you guys right now. What, what is that? What kind of mailed-in, like, lazy mess of a cabinet is that, John see? I'm talking right to you, John. Out of all the things you could have done, all the assets you had to pick from in the Willy Wonka universe, that's all you did was slap the logo on the side for a $7,700 game. This game means a lot. It's almost like they're treating it like this is for operators only just to shove into an arcade and no one will even see the side art. But I think you're wrong. I think a lot of people now who could not previously afford Jersey Jack games, who don't really care about the physical ball lock, they want to own this beautiful machine, but you made it not beautiful from a distance with this horrible cabinet artwork. And I think they need to go back and I think they need to look at what is on all these games, which is these are prototype beta games and artwork and other stuff is subject to change. And look, this isn't a huge thing they need to do. It really should not take too long to sort of make that look better and put something else on the standard edition cabinet. Even if they, you know, even if they gave like the LE artwork onto the standard, I don't know. Because again, think about it. Then like at least the upgrade to the LE is, is the physical ball lock. It's more mechanical. But I just think the cabinet artwork, uh, maybe let, make it look like the Wonka chocolate bar, but, but it, it just looks bad. And every Stern Pro out there I looked at recently has amazing artwork. In fact, some of the Stern Pro artwork has been better than the LE artwork. Guardians of the Galaxy, anyone? All right. Oh, man. It's like it's like so weird to me. It's like, again, for a company that has put so much effort into this, for a company that is all about the details, for a company that is all about making the game look premium, how can you make that game look so damn standard? Like, no, all right? The other thing. Uh, come on, Joe Katz. The co this is, these next few are for Joe. Kid Multiball needs to go. They need to rename Kid Multiball something more inspiring. Uh, I, I think that that's, again, just 
lazy. What white kid multiball? We couldn't call it something better than that. Um, but here's my biggest issue, and, and I'm going to be totally honest with all of you out there. I'm still all in on this game. I love the way it shoots. I can't wait to get it. There's one major thing, and this is a big thing, that has me a little nervous. And I've thought a little bit more about this since I was over there. And now that I've watched the stream multiple times, I've probably watched about an hour or two of Willy Wonka being flipped. Here's what I'm most nervous about. And, and, and it's, it's a nervousness that I know can be corrected. You know, if I was nervous that the shot sucked, I'd, I, I'd, I wouldn't be in on the game. If I was nervous that there wasn't fun toys and mechs and stuff, I wouldn't be in on the game. The reason I'm in on this game, but still nervous, is that the thing that I'm most nervous about can change, and I expect it to change, but I'm also curious as to why nobody really has an answer on this for me. Here's what I'm nervous about. Where are the movie assets in this game? Where are they? They, they are seemingly not present in the way they need to be to bring the world of Willy Wonka through and integrate the theme properly into this game. And what I mean by that is there's a total lack of clips from the film. When we, and when we do see the clips, there's no audio from those scenes. Whether it's Charlie and his grandpa with the bubbles, whether it's, you know, the I want it now golden egg. It, it, none, of the, none of the voices are coming through in the clips. They're just silent. So it's like, where, where is that stuff? And I know they have access to everything, but I'm really nervous that that stuff's not in there now. And they're showing this to the game. Uh, sorry, they're showing this game to the world for the first time, saying it's going to ship with full code this summer. Where is that stuff? Like, where are the memorable songs from the film the way they are in the film? If you have access to that stuff, I want to hear those songs the way they are from the movie. I want to hear Gene Wilder sing. I want to hear the Candyman sing his song, right? I want each iconic scene or room from Willy Wonka. I, I, I need it to be in the game, like in a mode in which we, the player, get to experience what we love from the film. For example, and, and, this, and, and I, there is stuff in there that makes me believe it's all going to go the right way. When you start the Wonkatonia, right, when you're in the ship and he's singing that creepy song, it's amazing, and this is in the game now, it's amazing how the light show and the pin transforms you into that scene. We hear Willy Wonka singing it, we see his image, we see the psychedelic light show happening in the game. You feel like the pinball machine is bringing you into that iconic scene from the movie. I just want more of that. And I need every iconic scene to be brought to life in the game, and I'm not seeing it right now in, in, a, in, a, in a lot of different ways. And it needs to. And I asked uh, Ken, I asked Jeff, did anyone talk to Joe Katz and ask him, is that coming? Like, can we get confirmation that everything you want to see from the movies is going to make its way into the game? We know that they continue to code Jersey Jack machines, you know, even years later after it comes out, like more and more clips kept going into The Hobbit and to Wizard of Oz. But I, I, I don't know. Like I'm, that's what I'm most nervous about is I just don't understand um, where that stuff is. You know, I want to hear call outs from Willy Wonka, from Charlie, from Grandpa Joe, from Augustus Gloop, from Violet, from Veruca Salt, from Mike TV, from Arthur Slugworth. I need all those characters coming through more in this game. 
So how much is the game coded? 40%, 60%? I think the rules are down. It's unclear to me based on all the interviews how far along this game is. All right. Now, lastly, I'm in on a collector's edition. Am I still in on it? Yes. People have asked me, do you think it's still worth $12,500? And here's, here's my answer. We all know that uh, the collector's edition really stands for one thing. If you want the best version of this game, the most dressed up and sexy version, it will be the collector's edition. And because I do love this game so much and I plan to own this game forever, that's how much I loved flipping it, I want the best version of the game. All right? And so the collector's edition has the red armor. It's, it's going to have play field sparkle. I mean, the sparkle's worth 3000 right there. It's got the mirrored back glass. It's got the exclusive apron artwork. It's got the, a, a topper. Um, it's got the everlasting gobstopper shooter knob. I mean, I saw someone on Pinside complain about the everlasting gobstopper shooter rod, saying that they would change it back to a normal shooter rod. I can't with these people. Anyway, so that, that's where we're at with Wonka. I think there's work to be done. I think what we've seen so far is very amazing. Uh, I think anyone who flips it will really enjoy it. Uh, and I think, you know, look, people's expectations are going to come back down. And I do think when people see this game, they're going to really enjoy it. And, that, and that's where we're at. Now, here's the other thing that I was laughing about with friends on, on you know, on social media, that all of us pinball fans. There was another game at MGC that was there for the first time, and that was Black Knight. I didn't hear much about Black Knight. I didn't hear much conversation. I didn't hear much hype. I didn't hear much coming out of the show. So I'm curious, if you've played Black Knight, what were your feelings coming out of MGC? Is it a, is it a must-buy? I still haven't heard anyone say, I put a $9,000 Black Knight next to a $9,000 Willy Wonka, and you tell me, come on, come on. Tell me like these things are, are worth the same amount of money. Seven magnets, seven You know, big mechanisms, Wonka vision, all these things. You got the, you got the knight, and then you got a ball lock on the upper play field. What do you got? Is there? There's one magnet, one magnet in the Black Knight. But look, ultimately, what I've been, what I've been feeling more and more and more. And if if you're having fun with the game, man, I don't even care about waking up and trying to justify to people like why you know why I might like a game. It, it gets annoying after a while. All right, so I asked people on my Facebook page, and I got emails. I'm going to read them to you guys now. What people thought of Willy Wonka, and I want to read for you some of the, the feedback I got from listeners of the show. I'm going to call you guys out by name, um, so get ready. Let's see. All right. Darren Stenger said, Game is loaded and has amazing flow for a four-flipper game and with so much stuff packed in a standard body pin. Not sure why people are saying it's lacking on stuff, but I think it's super packed and holds its own with other JJP pins. Also, the full RGB lighting with so many inserts is beautifully done. I think once code is done, it will be a top pin. All right. So let's see what else we got here. Oh, man, there's a YouTube video. I'm not even going to read it about me, <laughs> me showing the game. Brian said, Brian Kravanak, I am just glad social media never, um, wait, I'm just glad social media didn't exist before with Circus Voltaire. We probably would have never seen it with this amount of nitpick bitching. Bill Cohen said, I ate up all your hype and I put a deposit on a CE, sort of let down. By all your praise, I was expecting the second coming of pinball machines. Looks great, just missing the revolutionary parts. What don't I see? Hoping to be impressed when I flip it. 
Yeah, Bill, I mean, look, I get it, man. I get exactly how you feel, and I think you will really enjoy it uh, when you flip it. Uh, Jeff Dilliman says, The good light show was really impressive. The game feels really full of shots to hit. Looks like it shoots great. The bad, very few animations right now. Cabinet art on standard edition is garbage. Not very obvious what the point of the game is, which is why you roasted pirates so much. Seems like uh, to best strategy is to just keep going for ramps. Also, the reveal felt a little sloppy and the top-down view did the game no favors. Overall, I think it looks fun and I'm excited to play it, but I'm not sure why you and Special When Lit guys were losing your shit over it. I think it's a fair point. I think we played it in, in, in a little bit of a different sort of circumstance. Uh, but again, I think when you flip it, you're going to understand why we love it so much. There's just something about physically playing the game that is, is just awesome. All right, so here's the thing. Mark Stewart said, you massively hyped it. And I'm, in, and I'm a fan, by the way, just saying no worries, though. All right, Mark. Uh, Carl Strode said, looks pretty badass to me. And I'm confident that JJP will polish the code to please everyone. Can't wait to get our hands on the LE. I appreciate that they have tried to get the standard at a lower price point for OPs, but I want fully featured games. The artwork is Bobo on the standard too. Funny how Stern is kind of the opposite. Featureless pro games, but usually sports the best looking artwork of the three. Well, Carl, I, I agree totally. I, I think Stern gives the sexiest uh, to the games that actually go out in the volume the most. And I think that is, uh, Jersey Jack needs to address the pro artwork. There, there, There's no way around it. I hope they now listen to this show more frequently because of how much of a fan I was, but I'm not a fan of that pro art, and I don't think anybody is. And I don't, I don't think anything that ever leaves that factory should look so pedestrian, all right? All right, Robert Brooks said, I think it's good, not great. I think they left out a lot of key points in the movie, that should have been toys on the playfield. Also, the cabinet artwork is not much. I still want to flip it before purchase. It was a cool, not wow factor at first. Okay. Well, look, there's only so much you can put into the playfield. So I'm, I'm curious, Robert, what uh, what toys would you have put there that are not currently there that you thought should have got more? Um, I do think there could have been stuff like the golden egg. Could have been a great way to have a ball drop down. Uh, there could have been a little bit more. But again, I think there is a lot there, though. All right, let's see. Darren's, uh, let's see. Darren Stenger said, did I read from Darren already? Because I want to make sure I give you guys like all equal. No, Darren, let's, let's, let's read your commentary here. There's a lot. I can't read it all. Uh, and I want to get to some of the emails as well. He says, here are some things that is just on the play field. Full, beautiful RGB lighting, seven magnets, seven inch play field LCD, three ramps, four flippers, two physical ball locks, subway, captive ball, three or four diverters, camera, spinning gobstopper, motorized moving hole, with floating bash target, vertical upkick, lighted Wonka sign, and all the regular stuff like three pop bumpers, targets, slings, saucers, auto fire, and plenty more. You know, it's like, wow, right? When he lists all that stuff, and then people are saying, like, I don't know. I don't know what people are looking for. Okay, so Brandon Hoffman. Brandon, thank you for listening to the show and, and, and talking to me frequently about pinball. He said, looks like the other Jersey Jack machines, of which none are all that much fun to play. I'll keep an open mind until I play it, but certainly not something I'd throw money down to buy. See, that's the thing, Brandon. I think for me, and I have not bought a previous Jersey Jack game. This to me is the Jersey Jack game that is the best shooting Jersey Jack game ever. 
and it has all of the other stuff that I think we've all loved in Jersey Jack machines before, uh, but we haven't wanted to buy them necessarily if the flow wasn't there or the shots weren't there or the theme wasn't what we loved. So that's, that's my take. Uh, but I think everyone's saying sort of similar things that it needs more of the movie integrated in. And I think the pro cabinet artwork uh, is really not the best. All right, I got an email from Mike Hackinson. He says, the flow of the game looks amazing. Wish it had maybe one more gadget, but it will be a while before I see it in person. Hope to make it my first new inbox game and second game I've ever owned. I only have space for one game, so the Adams family I have had for 10 years must go. Looks worth it. Uh, Mike Tex, Tess Viox said, the game looks fantastic. I'm down for an LE, but I wish the manufacturers would let you option to pick your machine. I like the LE design, but I like the red trim over the blue. I don't want powder-coated wire forms, but I do want the mirrored back glass. Yeah, Mike, I mean, look, the, the whole, like, order it the way you want it, that just blows up their entire model for like LEs, premiums and pros and collectors and limited editions. Because if you do that, then you, you have no clue like how many of each you made. All right. So Cody, Cody wrote, Cody Myler is a Melier. I can't, some of your last names, I'm sorry guys if I butcher them. He writes, finally a JJP game that I'd buy to operate on location once code is almost done. Theme is number one on location games. Deadpool Pro earns like no other game ever for me. Wonka hits most, not all demographics, so it should earn very well. Ladies' spare change to play on location pinball is the biggest growing segment of allocation of funds in location pinball. So why miss out of it? All right. Did I read that right? Or is there some weird grammar? Is it Sunday morning? I don't know. But anyway, Cody, I agree. This is going to bring a lot of people into location pinball. All right. Walt K. Walt, I'm not going to butcher the last name. It's what you think pinball machines in the modern era should look like. We have been staring at the same thing since the 90s. New mechs and ideas are sorely missing in most other games. I think we are in the midst of new generation of a machine. Uh, Cal Davis said, based on the hype, I thought it would actually come shipped with a small person inside the cabinet. Such a letdown that it doesn't. All right, Derek Stutzman, our friend Derek, who has his Pirates of the Caribbean. He says, if you don't get the CE, be sure to get the rad cows. Well, I'm getting the CE. All right, let's, there's a lot more. I can't read all these. No one will listen to my show if I just read. I'll, I'll go down the list another time. So here's the thing. And I got some emails as well. Let me read a couple of the emails because I, I do tell people to email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. But what you guys are seeing here is my Facebook page is now active again. So if you want to join Canada's Pinball Podcast on Facebook, uh, we are also having a great conversation there as well. And so I got an email from Jason Zimmerman and it said Wonka TF, like WTF. He said, Canada. Yeah, so I think with all the games available right now, people are trying to find any reason to talk themselves out of a title. There are just so many choices right now, so we have to minimize titles to justify why we aren't getting them. When it when in reality, it's because we can't afford them or we don't have space or spousal support or whatever. I think it's human nature. I mean, how else do you look at Wonka and bitch about the effing side art on the SE? I mean, come the F on. I mean, look, I bitched about it. It's not good, man. It needs to be better. He says, this game is a modern era masterpiece. My first just flashed impression is that Wonka makes Black Knight look like a party favor. The Black Knight is a lark, a fancy, a trifle, and a mouge bouge for the main course Wonka. Different story if Black Knight Premium was 4K at the price 
part uh, parody black hay from a value perspective is a punchline wow jason how do you really feel about the black knight Look, you know, look, they're totally different games. I mean, I, there's guys who who don't even like Willy Wonka as a theme that will love the Black Knight and, and vice versa. Uh, Ron Jacobson said, Kaneda, come on, man. I tuned in to hear the Wonka interview with Jack and had to sit through 15 minutes of complaining about Pinside. Why are you wasting time talking about the eight people who are disappointed? The overwhelming majority of pinsiders were either excited or thought it was fine, but not for them. Why cherry pick the bad comments? I think a good lesson here is how we'll look past certain things if we love a game. For example, I really doubt you'd be as forgiving of this drag and drop Photoshop art package if it was on a game you weren't in love with, or the generic bland narrator, and you've definitely been hypercritical of games without having flipped them. It'd be nice if you could extend that courtesy to people who are excited about games you don't like. Just remember how you felt when people went after Wonka the next time you want to take the piss out of a game you aren't a fan of. We'll all find pinball magic in different places. Take care, Ron. Wow. Well, Ron, I think it was very well said. I understand completely what you're saying. You know, I do this on this show. And 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 I, I, I am hypercritical of, of certain elements that some people are saying is found in Wonka that I am turning a blind eye to because I love the game so much. And I, I think I want to say to all of you out there that that is probably happening on some level and I don't know how to not do that. And I think this show is just my opinion about pinball. But what I'm learning is, you know, ultimately... I want to be able to sort of flip a game and experience it before I do give you my, my final sort of verdict on a game. And I think sometimes we might rush to judge, but man, there's certain things like, you know what? Yeah, I can look at a, some artwork and I can give you my opinion without having to like play the game. Um, and sometimes we're just going to disagree on stuff. That's the other thing too. I think sometimes people, it's almost like people look at this show and they, they hear me and they're like, you get it right. And I'm here to tell you there is no right or wrong in something like subjective like a pinball machine. This isn't a math equation, okay? I'm not giving you the final answers. I just, I'm giving you my, my, my one opinion. It's just my opinion. I don't even have a co-host. It's just me. Now, I think a lot of times you agree with my opinion because it's also your opinion. And if, if at times you think I'm wrong and you might love Oktoberfest. You might think Alien's amazing and, and these might be games that I've ragged on and I might rag on Pirates because of how the code is just all over the place because there's no assets. Yes, I will be hypercritical of Willy Wonka if the assets don't make its way into the game the way they need to to bring the story to life. I, I won't hold back. I guarantee you that, all right? That's my promise to you. But I will also change the way I behave and I think a little bit uh, because I think it does help even when you guys point out for me some of the things I do that I could do better. Because I appreciate that because you listen to every episode and you know me pretty well by now. And I do appreciate people giving me feedback like that. All right. James Foggin said, dude, it's been overhyped. Yeah, it looks nice, but it's no game changer. I'm rooting for JJP. There could have been much better use of the features. Wonka Vision and Wonka Vader. Um, just is literally a, a vertical upkick and an LCD screen. Again, in my mind, I thought there may be more pin 
2000 use of Oompa Loompa guiding shots, etc. And why do LCD screens always loop cheap or sorry, look cheap? Uh, cut and shut art. You're right. I couldn't do any better, but I'm not trying to sell a 9,000 pound pin in the UK. And that's a lot. Nice pin. Yes. Really nice, but no game changer. All right, James, I see what you're saying. I do think uh, there's a lot more happening on that LCD though than just like a screen. It, it, I think you'll see when you play it, it's not just clips. You know, I think you're gonna, I think you'll be surprised as, as to what's on it. All right, Peter said, Willy Wonka, mate, mate, you overhyped this game. No innovation. I mean, gobble hole and spinning lollipop, really? Please Photoshop, uh, plus Photoshop art. Come on, man, stick to your unbiased reviews. That's how you got to number one, Peter T. Well, Peter, thank you. I think we've talked a lot about all those things, but I, I, I don't think I've overhyped it completely. I, I do think it lives up to a lot of the hype. All right, let's see what else. Let me do one more, then I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, do, do, do. I feel like more people like the the mashup mix my brother made than, than pinball machines. Maybe I'll just become a music podcast. All right, all right. No, this is too long. I'm gonna let you guys go there. I'm gonna read some more next time. We're at the 45 minute mark. I wanna go watch Tiger Woods try to win the Masters. I think I might have missed the first hour already. Everyone, everyone, great time to be in pinball. I love the debate. I love the controversy. I love the dialogue. I love the drama. I love the enthusiasm. I love the fun. I love the creativity this hobby gives us on a weekly basis. Thank you for tuning in. To all of you out there who donate to Canada's Pinball Podcast on my Patreon page, I super, super, super thank you for all of that. Uh, This does take a lot of time in terms of doing the show for you. No, I don't do a lot of show notes and I don't do a lot of other back work in this show because I give it to you raw. I want you to feel like this is a casual conversation between me and you, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I may be getting Josh Kugler on the show from American Pinball. Uh, We might talk today or sometime this week. I'm looking forward to that. If you would like to come on the show and air your opinions about any of this stuff, let me know. I'll do my vetting process to see if you'd be a worthy candidate of Canada's Pinball Podcast. But everybody, have a great Sunday, and we'll talk to you real soon.